Welcome everyone. I am Michael Barnes and this is episode two of the Manipulated Podcast. I sincerely want to thank everyone that is listening, everyone that has listened on the multiple platforms that we are on. I believe we are now on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So if you have any of those uh, platforms to listen to podcasts, music, whatever it is that you are into, audiobooks, we are on Audible as well. Please like, share, uh, tell your friends, you know, to tune in. This is a work that I have been thinking about for a number of years now, just wanting to start something of my own. I've listen to many podcasts over the years. I'm a big fan of podcasts. I'm a big fan of just information, listening to others' uh, points of view, listening to different uh, motivational pieces that people uh, put out, just all around information. I've always been into gaining more information that could help me, information that I could pass on and things like that. So that's what I want this platform, this uh, work to be for others. I want to motivate. I want to inspire change. I want to discuss hard topics. So as I stated in our last episode, this is something that I'm just jumping into. I didn't want to procrastinate any longer because I can be a big procrastinator. And I didn't want to focus on trying to make it perfect or make it super polished, if you will. It's just something that, like I said, has been on my mind and I wanted to get started on it. So last episode, topic of discussion was Brittany Griner, her release um, from the Russian prison, from Russia itself, for a drug-related charge that she uh, was charged with while she was in the U.S. She was there about 10 months. She is now back on U.S. soil. And I discussed my opinion on it, stated that I am very happy for her. I'm very happy for her family, her friends, her teammates, America itself, that we were bring that we were able to bring one of our fellow citizens home. So as I stated, I was speaking with a friend of mine and we were discussing the reactions from people and their opinions about the prisoner exchange that took place. So I said that I would take it upon myself to dig deeper into the issue, get some more insight uh, regarding the parties that were involved. And the question that I posed was, why are you mad? Meaning, what is it that you're mad about that motivated or influenced certain individuals to make statements, Twitter posts, Facebook posts, almost to the point of saying that she wasn't worth it. We heard people say that she hated America, which I 100% do not believe that she does. They said that because she protested playing the national anthem as sports events and things of that nature that they should have left her there. She broke the law and because she broke the law, she should have to do her time and things of that nature. So 
once again, I can't. I, I won't say that the that the did the crime do the time come in is hateful, but some of the other things that were put out were hateful, in a sense of saying that let her rot because she has a difference of opinion than others. I don't agree with that. If someone has a difference of opinion, if they're from a di- different political party, if they support someone, then they're still a human being. Now, I don't agree with mistreating people simply because they have a difference of opinion. I don't believe in the supremacist mindset where one race is better than the other and and you're beneath me and things of that nature. What I've learned is that if we're all on an airplane and it's about to go down, nobody tends to care about race. Now, have I been in an airplane that's about to go down? No, so that's an extreme point. I'm just saying that people tend to change their opinions or their convictions and beliefs based on what it is that they're going to going through personally. The other issue that people had was saying that Paul Wellen should have been a priority rather than Brittany because he is a former Marine and she's just a basketball player. So a little back, little, little, little bit of background on Paul Wellen. I've learned that he was, of course, in the in the military. He, he was a Marine. Don't really know how impactful his work was in the military. I'll say this. Anyone that decides to join the military and they do work and they serve this country, I believe that we should applaud them uh, and support them because People go for a number of different reasons, but I do know that when you go, you are making a decision to leave your family if you have one, sometimes leave your home. Um, And when I say home, I'm meaning maybe your country, maybe your state. And that's a big leap. And not everyone is built to go through a boot camp situation or, you know, the things that they have to do in order to get to the other side. So I respect the military. I appreciate the military. I love military personnel. I know many people that are in the military and uh, they're great, great, great individuals. So with that being said, I can appreciate his decision to go. Now, while he was there, it seems that he made some mistakes. I use mistakes lightly. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe, you know, he did it on purpose, whatever it is. But the term that was thrown out is that he was dishonorably discharged for larceny. And larceny, I don't have a dictionary thing in front of me, but larceny, in a sense, I believe, is some form of theft. I'll leave it at that. He also apparently had or misused social security numbers that didn't belong to him. And I believe he wrote some bad chicks. There's something else in there that he did, but basically he was just dishonorably discharged for that. I think he was demoted. Um, I don't know the military ranks, but it says that he was um, demoted, things of that nature. So it seems like he did some dishonest things and he mm, stole some money, misused some funds, things of that nature not anything foreign from what I understand. Sometime after that, it's believed that he was, or I read that he was working for a private firm. 
He did work in other countries. He's had multiple citizenships. And he was in Russia allegedly there to attend a wedding of a friend, uh, I believe. I should have uh, kept some notes open, but I'll do better in the future. I apologize. And while he was in town, supposedly for this wedding, I don't believe he attended the wedding. And that was kind of strange to some people that knew he was in town. And a USB was passed to him, allegedly, containing information about personnel that were attached to like a classified team or unit or something of that nature. Basically the information shouldn't have been passed and apparently he shouldn't have had it allegedly. So he was ultimately charged with espionage, spying. And because of that, he was taken to trial, convicted, can't remember the number of years. I want to say it might have been 20, uh, but that was the case. So he's been in prison in Russia during this time. There was a time, I believe, when he was up or brought up in the negotiation. And a gentleman named Trevor Hill was released instead of Paul Wellen. And... I believe his family has been trying to get him home. They believe that he was falsely in prison. I also read a note that said they didn't even know that he was dishonor- dishonorably discharged. That's interesting, but, you know, it's what it is. It's still his family. They want him home. They love him. Just like we all love our um, relatives that may be um, in jail or going through things and, you know, things of like that. So I'm not knocking them from wanting their relative home. So that's Paul Willen. The other individual in this conversation is Victor Bout. Victor Bout is the influence for the movie Lord of War played by uh, Miss Nicolas Cage. I've seen the movie twice. It's a fairly long movie. Kind of really have to be watching it and pay attention to really get the gist of it. Um, it's not one of those movies that I can just quote every line and things of like that. But basically... Um, Yuri, I believe the character's name was Nicholas Cage was playing was and he was an arms dealer. And from what I remember, he dealt arms to many different militaries and rebel groups, I believe. And different governments were after him. I re- I do remember one scene where I believe the specific flag that he was flying in foreign waters was not a flag he should have been flying. So when he saw some officials on the water coming towards him, I think he, I believe he had them paint over the name of the ship and change the flag. And that's how he was able to, you know, kind of get away from them and, avoid inspection, things of that nature. I think another time he had like some old eggs or some kind of cargo that was spoiled. So the officials didn't even want to dig through it, but it was guns under this cargo in this, in this trailer. So he got by there. So he was an arms dealer. I I read that 
the U.S. charged him with conspiring to kill Americans because I believe he was supplying arms to a rebel group that was fighting against the Americans. He was trying to sell surface-to-air missiles, things of that nature. So they dubbed him the name the Merchant of Death. Now, when you hear the name Merchant of Death, it sounds like a mass murderer in a sense, but merchant is a term used for people that sell things. People attach guns to dying um, in certain circles. So merchant of death, seller of guns, arms dealer, anyone that um, sells guns. I've had an FFL in the past. Um, They can be considered an arms dealer. I wouldn't necessarily call him a merchant of death. Long story short, what he did was illegal. He was charged, um, ultimately imprisoned in America. During my reading about this exchange and people's opinions, I've also read that, and I haven't confirmed it because I don't have a New York Times subscription, but it was stated in the story that I was reading and referenced that Russia basically gave the U.S. an ultimatum. Take Britney or you don't take anybody, but we won't victim about. I didn't see this covered last week when we originally started, uh, when we originally recorded our first episode. That's interesting because anyone that says that President Biden didn't attempt to get Paul Wellen as well, if they wouldn't release him and they're saying take it or leave it, Sometimes you have to take it or leave it. Doesn't mean you have to like it. My thing is, once again, why are you mad? What are you mad about? Are you mad because you have an issue with Britney? Are you mad because you have an issue with her sexuality? Are you mad because you're mad she's a basketball player and we should have got the Marine over the basketball player? Are you mad because um, you believe that because she had this substance on her in the airport, she should be charged and left? Well, if you feel that way, you have to feel the way, that same way about Paul Wellen. Because he was charged with a crime. What I find interesting is that in both stories with Paul Wellen and Victor Bout, both stories stated that they weren't, they were there in these certain countries or doing these certain deals for something innocent, but they were wrongfully charged. So they're saying Victor, I don't know if they said Victor Bout was wrongly, wrongfully charged, but they wanted him home. He's a Russian. But they said that Paul Wellen was charged. They said Victor Bout was in one country or doing something that was innocent. And Paul Wellen, uh, the USB drive he had, was supposed to have some personal, like, just photos as if, like, if I went to a wedding and I just took pictures and passed them, not, not classified documents. I did, I did see that connection. I found that interesting. But nonetheless, if you're mad that Britney was released because she's a criminal, then you should be mad that Paul Wellen was released because technically he's been charged and convicted, so you would call him a convict and a criminal. So, again, why are you mad? Now that I have a little bit more information, then I can kind of, once again, piggyback on what I said last week that regardless, I want Paul Wellen home as well, simply because let me not say that. 
I'm not gonna say I want Paul Weller at home. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing an American come home. I wouldn't mind seeing an American um, released and brought home, especially if he was wrongfully convicted or wrongfully sentenced, or if they're using him as a pawn as well. I don't know. If that's the case, and it is similar to what Britney is going through, being that I know Britney personally, I don't know Paul Weller, then yes, if this if it lines up, I would like to see him home. Let me, I'll put it like that. Also, I read that Paul's twin brother, keep in mind, I said I read this, I didn't hear it out of the horse's mouth, said that if that was what Russia offered, that's what we should take. And it's his brother. The work should stop. If they can, they should. They still should work to get him out and um, do their due diligence on getting him home and finding out if there is any substance to these so-called charges. So I don't think he should be left to rot um, or not checked on and, and things like that. Even if he is supposed to stay over there, it still should be some kind of liaison to keep in touch and find out if he is okay. Maybe U.S. Embassy, if we still have one there, things like that, just to check on. So his family can have peace of mind of knowing that he is at least getting proper treatment and things of that nature. So that's my more educated opinion on the topic after taking some time to read about um, the parties involved. But I, I stand on what I said last week. Like, let's let's get to the bottom of why so many hurtful comments were made. And let's try to see things from a different point of view. Because we don't always have the facts. We only know what the media tells us. We only know what we hear from others. And if you're a believer, sometimes it's just the best thing just to pray for these people. Regardless of what it is that you think, you know, they may done. Now, I hope that when Victor Bout gets back to Russia, he doesn't kick it back up and he becomes a threat to the U.S. again. Hopefully he, you know, just kind of chills out and we don't have to hear that. Well, we'll hear the name again, but we don't have to hear it. And, and it's a, a Lord of War too, <laughs> you know, because then that's just going to kick the opinions back up. But the other thing is, if Paul Weller, if, if 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 all he did was just steal money or spy, and he didn't kill anybody or sell any guns, would these same individuals still think that it's a fair trade for the merchant of death? And if you can see me, I'm doing air quotes. The merchant of death. Would it still be fair? So I think a lot of this stuff is 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 very biased, but that's human nature. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not saying that my opinion is 100% right. It's just my opinion. 
But at the very least, I do think that I am right in saying that let's try to be more understanding of people and different sides of the fence when we're looking at things in different perspectives and vantage points. So that's my take on that. Though that's a little bit more on the individuals involved and let's continue to hope for the for the best let's you know encourage our leaders to reunite paul wellen with his family um pray that they can maybe contact him talk to him these holidays are coming up i'm sure they would like to you know hear from them you know same way you would if you have an incarcerated person here in the u.s but let's pray for their peace of mind as well and hope that you know they can be reunited so apparently Brittany, um i read an article she landed back in the u.s and it's kind of laying low one thing i didn't think about honestly it, well i did briefly but not in depth is this changes her life forever she was already she's already had attention on her i mean you six 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 seven six eight um, female dunking in the WNBA has kind of become a more common thing now, but attention has always been on her, but she's been in Sports sports Illustrated, she's played overseas, but to be on every news station in the world, possibly, for an entire day is the biggest news in the world, potentially, that changes things that that changes things so i wonder now what does that look like for her how does how does um she feel will she go back to the WNBA? will she need will she have to have added security you know it's a lot to think about because you got to think just because i'm doing this show or or we talk about the hypocrisy that people have, people are still people and people are still gonna stand by what it is they believe. And a lot of, and sometimes people don't know how to act. People don't know how to, how to curb their emotions or control their emotions. So what does that look like? You know, we've heard the things that, um, you know, some of the things said about Kyrie Irving and things like that, and he's been on the news, but man you know international and victor bout and you know all of that is now attached to her name is going to go down in the history books like these are things that that, that are going to be studied so i'm sure she has to be more careful about where she goes who she deals with i'm sure she's getting many 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 requests from news stations for interviews and book deals and podcast request and it's a lot um so it's my prayer that you know she can navigate that and that the people that are around her care enough to respect her privacy respect what it is she's going through hopefully she can find a confidential therapist to talk to so if if she is dealing with anything mentally uh, after this imprisonment, 
hopefully the people around her are solid and she has a solid circle where she won't be re-traumatized or taken advantage of or, you know, kind of left out in, in the open, if you will. So that that that's kind of the new thing. I, I read that uh, someone said that when you are over or in prison in another country or you see certain things, then it kind of changes. It's kind of weird to come back and be reinserted in society. I guess I guess institutionalism could be the term, maybe not. But if you even though it was only ten months, it was ten months in another country. Like she had to cut her hair because it was freezing. Like, can you imagine? It being that cold or not having the apparatus to maybe tie your hair up or keep it keep it in a in a in a state where you can at least keep it to your hair without it freezing and potentially breaking off. I was under the impression that they made her cut her hair. I didn't you know, I read that, you know, it was freezing and it was just what she had to do. She didn't know how long she was gonna be there. I think I think I read it was like two, one or two weeks before she was released when she cut it. But hair can grow back and grow back so that's a minor well, it's not my hair but i was I, I would maybe say that's a minor loss comparatively i'd rather lose my hair than lose nine years in russia um so i wonder what that uh role would look like psychologically what it would look like for her life as far as you know living moving about you know and things like that and what does it say for NBA players, WNBA players that are traveling overseas? And, you know, what does that look like? It's a lot. And maybe this was God's way, God's path for her, you know, to potentially going to change in some way. I don't know. But that's why we uh, I wanted to dive back into the subject, speaking on that topic. I said I would. I said we would come back. And there'll be other topics. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, to make this a, a news coverage station and, you know, uh, like CNN. But this is just a topic that was near and dear to me. It was kind of the catalyst for me jumping off the sidelines and going ahead and and recording my first episode like i said it was therapeutic for me and i always want to bring it back at the end to something positive so that'll probably be something consistent that you guys will see as we continue on in this endeavor that we want to bring everything back to being positive and to paraphrase very very loosely what david Weller and paul Weller's brother i believe his name is david forgive me if i made a mistake but he was like, I'm, you know, we should be glad that an American is home. He didn't say a black American. He didn't say a white American. He, he said an American because she is an American. She's a human being. And let me clarify, you know, because someone else said, and I just want to repeat it. Brittany doesn't hate America. Let's stop that narrative right now. She does not hate America. Sometimes we just hate or dislike or disagree with things that our people do or what they stand for i have family members and i don't hate my family but it doesn't mean that i agree with and like everything that they do calling out your family 
when you disagree with something that's going on in the family, it does not equal I hate you. And that's probably the positive wrap up. Just because someone disagrees with you or they speak about something that they may disagree with that you're doing does not mean that we hate each other and that we have to get in the ring and fight. That's not what that means. And I would even go as far to say if I am bringing something to you that you've done to me or that's something I disagree with, I'm telling you that because I believe that you're capable of being better. No one that is truly in a in a productive, positive place or that is actively and constructively trying to heal or inspire change would just attack someone just for the sake of trying to knock them down so they can feel superior. Healthy-minded people don't do that. And I'm not saying that that was Brittany's intention. I'm just saying that if someone has an opinion or a difference of opinion, it shouldn't automatically turn into, I hate you, I never want to talk to you again, you know, death to you. No. So before we immediately jump to the emotional and decide that you're not for me, and let me be very clear, everybody is not for you. Some people, energy can be bad. Some people are not to be trusted. That's the nature of society. And that's how it's going to be forever. But there are some good people out there too. And there are some people that can disagree with you and still love you. There are some people that can say, hey, I didn't like how you treated me this day, but I'm willing to forgive you. But the only way that we can be better is if we call out the things that we see something wrong with. And if I'm wrong and thinking it's wrong, then explain to me how I'm wrong. We can have a constructive conversation about it and then move on. And again, as I stated, we can agree to disagree. We can agree to work on change together. There's a lot of ways to end the conversation and hug it out without it turning into a fight or a hate campaign or I'm better than you and I dislike you and this and that. And you're not going to agree with everybody. That's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. But I can disagree with someone in an adult way and not slander them or hate them or build a campaign against them. So that's the takeaway today. Let's learn to listen to one another with a sober mind. And if someone is trying to express to you that they may have taken something wrong that you've done to them, maybe they disagree with how you treat them, maybe they disagree with your opinion about them, listen to them. And vice versa, they should listen to you. If you have a constructive rebuttal or constructive disagreement and if we just grew up in two different places two different opinions raised different that's fine but at least you know where i stand and i know where you stand and when it counts we can stand together when it counts we can stand apart and we can stick to the issue itself rather than taking it from a constructive debate and and disagreement to slander, name-calling, belittling, 
things of that nature. And I believe if we can take that mindset and practice that, we can raise a more unified generation. We can influence change. We can restore faith in people. And we can be all around better. So let's keep that in mind. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends. There'll be a whole lot more to come. If you have topics, please send them to me. We can discuss them. Because like I said, I'm diving in here first. I want this to be a great benefit to others. I want it to make me a better man, husband, father, son. But that's my my goal. That's my purpose. I am Michael Barnes, and this has been Manipulated. Thank you.